0: Hello, and welcome to another installment of I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast. This features the open-minded musings of two early 40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises,
1: and I'm joined by this guy. I'm your co-host, Noah Tarno, of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. Noah Tarno What are we talking about this week? Today, we're talking about a topic that I was first made aware of uh, several months ago. The last time I saw my good friend, 13-year-old Harper Goodman of New York City. Every time I see her, I ask her, hey, what's some stuff you're into that we should talk about for the podcast? And she told me about this new singer she was uh, becoming a fan of, Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. And uh, we kind of had it on our list of topics, but I guess she's of the moment right now. She just released a new album, correct? Yeah, so yeah,
0: Billie Eilish, just to give you guys a slight, quickly jotted rundown, uh, as I've been able to uh, parse it, she's a child, a 17-year-old small child. I believe she's from the Los Angeles metropolitan area.
1: And this is how small she is, Bill. She is the first artist to have a number one hit who was born in the 2000s. She was born after 9-11. How about that, huh? Pretty soon we're gonna have a number one album by someone born after the release of Avengers Endgame.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say the, the cultural moment of the of episode one of I Don't Get It, the generation of I don't get it ease. I don't know what you'd call that. Yes, uh,
1: yes, right. The, First person born after the first episode of Run Up, yeah, that's pretty sad.
0: People, the, the, you feel the earthquake. It's, it's shaking the, the, the foundations of our culture. So, exactly. So Billie Eilish, so she's an American singer-songwriter. Um, I believe the story begins in 2016 where she released a debut single called Ocean Eyes, which as I was talking to Noah before we went hot on the mics, I thought it was some sort of inflammation, you know, some sort of, <laughs> you need a drop or some sort of unwind to put yeah. in the, in the, the conjunctiva. Uh, so,
1: o- when, when you have a bad case of Ocean Eyes,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Ocean Eyes uh, went viral. This is, again, 2016. Um, so she has a, uh, uh, had a had a debut EP, which I guess does not count as an album. It was no. called Don't Smile at Me, and it was released in August nice. of 2017. So still not an album. Uh, an EP extended play, I believe. And again, smarter men than me will tell you what an EP is. Following the EP, Apple Music named Eilish as its newest up-next artist in September 20. 17 charging forward her debut studio album When We All Fall Asleep Where Do We Go it was released just recently just just March 29 of this year of the 2019s and so she's got seven gold and two platinum singles and um invisible i think To men such as us, there's a a generational thing where someone like this is so huge. I mean, we come upon this phenomenon on this show and, you know, I get to talking about it with people and even in real life, no, with actual human beings that I see face to face. I talk about how famous things, popular things can be so siloed. So huge that they're ginormous in this one, you know, discrete field, but then completely invisible five feet away. And uh, I think I think Billie Eilish is, is qualifies in that category of, uh, of thing. As goes Billie Eilish Pirate Baird O'Connell, as her full name uh, states. Noah Tarna, what do you make of the phenomenon and the, uh, the sound? The rock and roll stylings.
1: <sighs> rock and roll. This is not rock and roll. <laughs> I'm not a fan. She's the fiona apple of 20 years later without as much musical talent she's the goth lana del rey she's leslie feist as created by a computer algorithm um actually that's unfair i really like leslie feist yeah i just think her voice sounds like leslie no, Feist true as, yeah. co- as created by a computer algorithm she's a kid you know this is very teen hard on the sleeve i want to be weird Kind of stuff. You know, one thing she's attracted a lot of attention for is she apparently, I'll take her at her... at her word, she suffers from depression, and there are many videos you can watch online of her talking about her depression, and I, I hate myself, and, you know, lyrics, I want to end me is a lyric from one of her new songs, Bury a Friend, it's like in the refrain. I really, really hate myself, she says in this one video I watched online, that, you know, people tell me I'm great and doesn't make me feel any better. Yeah. You know, oh, she's being so open with her depression, and okay, fine. I will believe that she really is depressed, and this is an honest expression, and not someone at a record company go, hey, we we need to appeal to depressed girls. Let's let's dress some girl up in the uh, in depressed clothes and pretend that she hates herself. I'm not gonna be that cynical. But she's, you know, she's she's a teenager. She's trying on a lot of different roles. You know, her music is kind of self-consciously weird. Uh she does that whispery, breathy kind of voice that I think sounds like bad Leslie Feist. It's self-consciously weird. She kind of has this Fashion style that's like part B girl and part goth wacky chick. Her lyrics flirt with uh, one of her new songs is called "Bad Guy." You know, I'm the bad guy and all the n- bad things I'm gonna do. The little touch of like I'm a nasty girl just to turn people on, but like how much do we believe it? Uh, although I will say the video for that song has some interesting imagery mixed in with all the cliches. So, you know, this is not my music. I think it's pretty simplistic. I think both of these new songs that I listen to a lot, uh, the songs I think are getting the most traction are Bad Guy and Bury a Friend. They're both really kind of rudimentary. They sound more like sound pastiches than songs. I actually thought Ocean Eyes, while even more cliche-ridden, had a little more to offer in the melody department, was a little more of a song. Very much teenager, think she's profound, but... How profound is she? You know, it reads like a teen diary. The lyrics are no fair. You really know how to make me cry. When you give me those ocean eyes, I've already talked too much about something that can be expressed with probably a sentence and a half if I were feeling succinct this
0: morning. What about you, man? <laughs> uh, that's good, that's good. I have in my notes the names Fiona Apple and Lana Del Rey as well. Yeah. It's, it's I, I yep, guess those, yep, there those you things. go. And look, I'm not like the smartest guy or the savviest pop culture guy, so if, if they're kind of hitting me pretty obviously, then I guess it, it must be obvious for everybody at the same time. I can't be uncharitable to the music because um, it's one thing if, like, Post Malone comes in front of me who is this object of ire, and, and it's really easy to dig into, because I, I quite... <laughs> I literally don't think Post Mullen has anything to offer and yet is incredibly famous in spite of that. I'm not here to talk about Post Mullen. I'm here to talk about Billie Eilish.
1: I think it's Eilish. Eilish.
0: Well, you know what? My, my sister-in-law's right. name is Eilish. Uh, and that's how it's pronounced. So it's... Well, it's there, there's your problem. Yeah. It's spelled the same yeah, way? Yeah, it's spelled the same way. It's an Irish name, yeah. So I, whatever. It, right. it doesn't, I think she's it Irish. It doesn't matter. Okay. Maybe she's yeah. Eilish. The sound of her voice is pleasant and having to sort of machete through the, the high thicket of the bored breathiness of it indicates, uh, you know, that's one thing that's a distraction, but I, I, there's actually a pretty sound to it. There's actually a tone and a skill. You know, the bored affect is tedious, but the actual, um, I think the character of her voice is very pleasant. There's a lot of mellifluousness to it. So, but we just don't know what she sounds like because she's so putting on the, as pat- you said, pastiche I think is a great word for it. There's a lot of cliche to how she sounds because I think she's imitating people who came before her who sounded bored. Those things could be grown out of. Those things could just be phases. Those things could be the way she. Sounds now. If she's got raw talent, then it's possible that she could have a career where she actually sings. You may actually hear her, you know, like lay into notes and give us a, an idea of what the what her range is, and not just the range, but the power of her voice, as opposed to the sort of whisper talk. And that's why the Fiona Apple thing is there. That's why the Lana Del Rey thing is there. There's a difference, as much as I can tell, between Fiona Apple and and Lana Del Rey. Now, I wasn't the biggest Fiona Apple fan back in the day but fiona apple was singing from the start like her songs were the emotional you know that the scrawlings inside of a diary full of pain but she was able to belt i mean she had some power i just like didn't give a shit about yeah you know criminal or- yeah
1: i think fiona apple is way more talented than billy eilish i think that and has proved that more over time i think the comparison is fiona apple it was that stupid speech she gave at um the MTV Awards where it just sounded like the musings of an 18-year-old yeah, yeah, girl. Sure. And that's fine. And she'd, like, she'd be like every other 18-year-old girl that's totally forgivable. But you put her on a stage like that and she ends up looking like a fucking dunce. Yeah. And that's why we compare her. Hey, but to be, to be fair, you know what? Eddie
0: Vedder did the yeah. exact same thing where Eddie Vedder would, yeah, would get up. I yeah, mean, whatever.
1: I would have done the same well, thing I know, too. But the freaking Millie Vanilli guy talked about how he was better than Bob Dylan. Trust me. <laughs> no one is more likely to buy their own press than a 19-year-old. Yes,
0: yes. I'm just, I'm just making a yeah. point of saying that we're not trying to take a hatchet right. to women. Here as a Yeah, but I gotta
1: interrupt because I'm an egomaniac, my friend. Okay.
0: Right, <laughs> uh, yeah, Lana Del Rey is she sings in the wow. same sort of a breathy whisper, but there really hasn't been a you know, she hasn't budged even though Lana Del Rey's been around for Jesus, almost a decade now, I think.
1: Ah! Can
0: you believe it? It's, it's been yeah. ten years since that episode, Noah, since we did really? that as a, but um
1: feels that way. No, I should
0: say that I don't actually like the songs that I listen to. I would listen to them again. They were they were hard to they were boring. They were really boring, and, and they were yeah, really facile.
1: I can't imagine to listening. I can't imagine listening to a whole Billie Eilish album.
0: You wouldn't. Like, yeah, you wouldn't.
1: Three songs in, I would be so fucking. You would You wouldn't know the difference. I, just, I can't imagine. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like this
0: to me would be a SoundCloud artist, which you know so many. Like the guy we talked about. Uh, you know uh, what's his name? The guy who did uh, country, country. Oh yeah,
1: what's his name? So memorable. country
0: roads or old country road.
1: The guy we talked about last time, <laughs> and we already forgot. We already his.
0: forgot his
1: name. <laughs> Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Old, old Town Road. Right. Old Country Road. But my road. point is is that... Old... old Hee Haw. The
0: song's called... Me. That method of yeah. releasing her music where no one's watching. Uh, as opposed yeah. to being a gigantic artist, you know, who's sponsored by Apple Music. This is like way... A, she's way ahead of where she should be. I mean, I'd say her music hasn't really earned the platform. Because maybe she needs some more seasoning. But again, none of this... None of this is...
1: seasoning. Come on, man. It's pop music. Nobody needs more seasoning. Oh, a seasoning. lot of
0: people need more seasoning. That's
1: not what it's about. What is she ended the- Fucking Philharmonic.
0: People need seasoning. You need to grow into the artist before you have this incredible, you know, fame.
1: Art needs seasoning. Commodity doesn't need yeah, seasoning. But we, can,
0: we can we can pretend that, we pretend that we can pretend there's some overlap between the two of those things, especially with okay. as yeah, as crass as an artist may be, and and you know whatever their aspirations are culturally or commercially, you know there, there's some there there can be an overlap unless of course you're just the creation, um, you know you're a, a monkey. Dude,
1: the monkeys were great. The monkeys were great. yeah they
0: were great, but I'm saying they were. Put together simply to make money for yes. an album, you know, an album company.
1: Why Billie Eilish of all the daughters of Hollywood character actors and actresses <laughs> who released songs you know, on the internet when they were 16 years old. Uh, Oh, we haven't mentioned her older brother, Phineas, who's a musician uh, in his own right and uh, was a child actor. He wrote the songs with her. He's like her musical collaborator. So why Billie Eilish and not all the other people who fit her description?
0: That's an excellent question. By the way, thank you for bringing up the family connections because I think that's uh, that's part of her origin story is that there's a lot Uh, of uh, establishment in the business. Now, again, for good or for ill, she obviously had a leg up. We just don't know what that meant. This is the thing I wrestled with is I'm trying to figure out why Billie Eilish, uh, Eilish, whatever. And I don't. I don't really know. I mean, she looks a lot like other people. She sounds a lot like other people. (laughs) But but why why her? I mean, because, like, nothing she's saying is really out of the ordinary. And she's not phrasing it in a way that's really out of the ordinary. She has this really fervent fan base. Like, people found her. Kids, you know, honestly, they came to her in a very organic way. And, uh, I mean, she got her fan base through, you would assume... The fire lit itself, and and you know here we are today with this this you know really fervent fan base. And I'm trying to figure out what it is. I'm not a girl. I'm not that age, and I don't have the diary filled with stuff in it. And so um, it's it's <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little bewildered by it because again it's just the music's not hitting me, the inspiration's not hitting me, the the tone isn't yeah. hitting me, and the image
1: isn't hitting me. So what would you say? Well, but the, it's of course it's not going to hit you, but but you understand. That it hits millions of other girls. I think this is really easy to tell. Okay. And I got to give her some credit here. Is that. You know. There are. Countless. Countless girls like her teenage girls who frankly are depressed or at very least anxious and get blue and going through struggles and all that you know she sells them on that she hits them on that level and yeah the music and the art and the imagery and the style is mostly kind of fast I'll say it again the 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 bad guy video I thought had some cool imagery but it's kind of smothered by the clichés and you know she hits them on in, in their This is going to sound awful. She hits these teenage girls in their most sensitive places. And you know what I mean. Yeah, I I get it. You know, where where they're feeling insecure, where they might be feeling depressed. She addresses that. And yeah, she addresses it in the most shallow way possible. But when you're a teenager, you address everything in the most shallow way possible. It's the most human thing in the world. So there are a lot of people out there who just think she's real. Here's your... Goth training wheels. Enjoy. But you
0: asked me, why her? And I, I still don't know... Yeah, why
1: why her and why not everyone That's
0: else? the question. It, right, why her as opposed wow. to... Because the, the, the business is loaded with these kids who are all in Los Angeles. Well, They're well, all doing this, but why her?
1: Well, three things, I guess. One, nepotism. Two, like everything else we talk about here, she won the viral lottery. And three, uh, I'll give her credit. She was savvy about it. She hit him on this honest level. You know, she hit upon the most direct way to reach it you know her style in case anyone's actually listening to this and doesn't know what she looks like she wears these really baggy clothes and it's sometimes a b-girl thing and and she has this haunted depressed look about her her video she's got fake blood on her face and she always looks like she needs to go to sleep and her hair is like this dull blue dyed color she dresses up like the messy i don't give a shit girl the glamour peeks through, but it's it's not like Lana Del Rey where it's very self-consciously glamorous. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. to a seventeen-year-old girl, I'm sure she seems very real, very unvarnished, very unadorned. And you know what? Compared to a lot of pop female pop singers, she does look that yeah, way. Yeah. So I think I think she she concocted the right uh, recipe. It's an inch deep. And if she's still doing this shit when she's 32, she fucking sucks. For now, this is fine. Whatever. It's it's what these girls are looking for. Good on them.
0: My boy's being sus. He was shady enough. But now he's just a shadow. Noah Tarno, would you have liked the mm-hmm. sound of Billie Eilish when she was a kid? If you were a kid, if you were a kid like her, would you have been into it? Would you have seen some kinship?
1: No, because I was a boy and she's a little too girly for that. I wouldn't have been in the music, but I wouldn't have seen through her act so much, you know, as it were. Like, I would have thought she generally was depressed. And I can imagine I might have had a crush on her because while she's not physically my type— as much as a 17-year-old, any 17-year-old girl can physically be my type. I would have thought, you know, I was a bit of a depressed kid myself, so I would have gone, oh, she's real. I understand her. If only I could talk to her. I would be there for her, you know? So I might have a crush on her, but I wouldn't be into her music. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine you feel differently.
0: Yeah, the boring, the boring part just kills me, man. I mean, it would have when I was a kid. It's not that I needed everything to be up-tempo. And again, I don't, it's not like I like punk or pop punk or something that's fast and peppy. I actually don't like that much either. But there's something about how the pretense of giving that sleepy-eyed... She looks like, you know, walking Thorazine. Uh, I mean, I know that's her whole But is it
1: a pretense? She's wearing. She's playing a character, but I think the average seventeen-year-old girl doesn't realize they're playing a character when they play this. Well, I mean, I, I didn't have any character at all. I think Lana Del Rey realizes she's playing a yeah. character, unless she's the dumbest. 32-year-old on earth. You know,
0: I, this is the thing. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Lana Del Rey's sort of glam uh, image, the idea that she's going for the high hairstyle and the, the high femme, you know, she looks like a drag queen, you know, right. except she's a woman. Now I'm appreciating that. Like, when we were doing that episode, I was like, oh, this whole thing's a fraud and the music's a fraud. And But it's like, oh, okay, you know what? She was actually invested in some sort of style. It looked like there was some delectation. All I see with uh, Billie Eilish is that she is... Um, you know, again, dressing like a frumpy person in, in streetwear. Like she just, she'd be wearing Supreme from head to toe or something like that. It's like that's even that's even more depressing. Not that she's not trying to look depressed or, or something like that, but the fact that it's so facile, it's so basic. You know, when I was a teenager, I had no guile at all. I mean, I didn't play the character of anything. I didn't believe I was depressed because I wasn't depressed or I mean, I wasn't in touch with depression. You know, I just was sort of an observer watching things. So I didn't buy that. It, you know, I, I think I would have looked at her as a kid and said, oh, she she's you know, intentionally building the, the glamour of someone who's professionally depressed. And all she ever talks about is how her lyrics and her diaries and her whole things about how, you know, it's messy and it's jagged. And well, I have a quote here. I'm really different from a lot of people. And I kind of try to be, you know, I don't like to follow the rules at all. And that's exactly what you'd expect a 17 year old to say.
1: That's, that's exactly. It's the most teenage. Nobody understands me. Right. But I, you know, I, I, and, I would and, I would feel. And, and that's why she's popular, because there are girls out there saying the same thing, going, oh, but Billie Eilish understands yeah. me. Yeah, right? but
0: I mean, I, I, when I was oh, 17, okay. I would look at this and say, I, I'm being patronized, too. That's inauthentic. That's a cliche. I mean, I, you
1: had more self-awareness than most 17
0: I don't think I had right? any self-awareness. It's just that I saw through the artifice. I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't get me with things, but it's like that would have seemed fraudulent. It would have seemed like, or at least not if I'm not fraudulent, it would have seemed like, congratulations, you're the only teenager who's got a fucking sad sack case on right now. You, know? <laughs> you
1: should see me in the crowd. I'm gonna run, there's nothing to help. Me make bow, one, five, one, five, one. Is the rise of Billie Eilish, April 2019 American culture, the dominance of Billie Eilish. Is this a sign, at least maybe somewhere below the more obvious ones, is this a sign that we're all Going to hell in a handbasket. This is a sign of the impending doom visiting upon man. I, I just
0: like how you're terming it dominance, hegemony, complete and utter su- yes. suzerain of of all well, aspects. I, but of I I will say
1: part of the reason part of the reason we picked up on this topic is because she seems everywhere these days, and you texted me. You're like, we should do Billie yeah, Eilish. Yeah. And I'm like, I was thinking the same thing. Because once we saw her name everywhere, we're like, okay, this is this is. one. She's she's
0: crossed over into into podcast fodder. No,
1: I don't think it's a a sign of the
0: apocalypse. I mean, if anything, I'm watching somebody tread well-worn ground. And it's just amazing how somebody who's walking over the 5,000th footstep could tell you I'm the first person who's ever been here before. And you have a crowd of people who all buy it as if— this is somehow virgin territory, untread snow. Is that apocalyptic? I don't know, I mean, it's annoying, and it's the the deception, it's the self. It's not apocalyptic, it's annoying. It's the self-deception, I guess, of a teenage fan base who, you know, because they haven't seen it before, no one has any institutional legacy and they treat it as if it's the first thing, you know, first time it's ever happened.
1: But that's always happened. I know that's it's always, always ha- happened. I
0: know it's always happened. That's but, always. you know, the, the I say I'm bothered by deceitful uh, marketing and, you know, a sort of um, apparatus that goes along with it. Uh, people who write about adults who write and talk about music and culture and then don't point those things out. Now, they all can't be um, sledgehammer um Wielders to every single artist that comes around, but I think that I didn't read anything but except glowing, you know, reports about this. the notices are all like buying into it. It's like, oh, she's really depressed, and it's like you can't possibly give her credit for being depressed and like say that's the the genesis of her fame in a way that it's never been done before. That's the part that's annoying. It's not apocalyptic. Yeah, it's just this this sign of like cultural blindness and or lockstep where the few people. Again, because we didn't hear about this, and I'm, I'm gathering a lot of people who probably listen to this podcast don't know much about it either. Or if they do, they know something perfunctory about her. People write all in. They they, they get on board and they buy into the worldview that somehow this is this is original. That this maybe yeah. maybe it's a corrective. I'm not going to say it's not a corrective, and that there is some appealing parts. And yes, you know what? I, I'm positive if that, if that I was a woman of any stripe, I'd rather have a, a cultural figure who is uh, a little divorced from selling sex. Uh, you know, in some to some degree, I'm sure. Everyone sells sex one way or another. That's why you get to be fairly famous. You know, it's not her figure, it's not her sexuality, it's not any of those things. Her her music and well, her... well, there's a little of it, a little and bit. that
1: makes me uncomfortable. There's a few lyrics in "Bad Guy" where she's like, you know, I'm I'm the messed up bad girl who will do anything. You know, she's tempting us with that. yeah, 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 sure. And that I find that disturbing, especially coming from a seventeen year old.
0: Right. But continue. So anyway, yes, I guess you know you 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 got me. It's it's annoying, but it's not apocalyptic. So what about you?
1: No, in fact, I think you're too hard on it. I'll get back to something I said before. I think this is a way in for kids and, you know, a way into more honest art that expresses. I I like depressed art. I like unhappy endings. Anything that can get people to appreciate that more, if this is a way into that, then it's good. As much as I might roll my eyes going, you know, watching her say, I hate myself and nothing can make me feel better, at least. If it gets people more willing to talk about their depression, more willing to deal it with it, more willing to face up to it, more willing to, to not see it as a personal flaw and just as – not as weakness but as something that needs to be dealt with more constructively, that could be good. I also think it's a sign of the apocalypse if you want to say the media fucking sucks that they – that they see her as this deep artist and all that and that they regurgitate her press releases you know that's not the biggest problem with the media these days so I'll, I'll accept it you know that they need to have more of a critical eye i agree but apocalyptic come on i'll say on balance that this is this is good if it gets people on the right if it gets young people particularly young females on the right track then you know, awesome. Hurrah for Billie Eilish. I really, 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 really hate myself.
0: You know, you can feel so unbelievably lost and horrible and like you're nothing and you're invisible and for no reason at all, which is almost worse than having a reason. It's the way that my brain works and it's like, you know, Billie, what's wrong? I don't fucking know. Like me, that's what. All right, Noah. Is your dislike, is your um, ambivalence, whatever you want to call it, is anything based in jealousy for you?
1: The nepotism thing a little, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how much she benefited from that, but I can only assume that... I mean, her parents are real. You know, go to their IMDb pages. They both have a ton of credits, but it's all, you know, bit parts on TV shows you've heard of. They're not household names, but... They're working actors in Hollywood, you know? I mean, they do all right. That still has to give you a leg up if you're a kid who wants to make it in any aspect of show business. So I'm jealous of that because, you know, I am a performer and I'd probably be a few steps ahead if my dad's friends had been connected people in Hollywood, but they weren't. What am I jealous of? That I'm going to be dead sooner than the kids who are into Billie Eilish? Maybe that. How about that? How about that for jealousy, I like my that. friend? like that.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, you like that? All right. So I, I think I'm jealous. Part of it is, is easy to latch on to as, as opposed to, as you know, why? And part of it's a little elusive to me. I think that someone so young doing something so facile... And being rewarded for it with like a sort of blind adulation from a fan base. I you know what I was thinking of? I had this I, I had another name in my, my notes too. Amanda Palmer. I mean, you know, I don't know what you know about Amanda Palmer. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I, I know I don't know much about her. I know she's Neil Gaiman's girlfriend.
0: Or yeah, wife, girlfriend, something like that. But Amanda Palmer is this artist who has this um, like rabid pit bull fan base of people who will bite your arm off at the wrist, yes, or bite your hand off at the wrist if you say the wrong thing. It's like they became a uh, almost like a hit squad online, and they would like defend her so so fervent are they. Now I don't think that um, Billie Eilish's uh, fan base is like that, but uh, I mean you do have a wall around you. You almost have these parapets built which insulate you from outside influence a little bit because. If, if you're being told hey what you're doing right now is great there's no reason to, to switch it up there's no reason to change it if you've already sort of won the race it's like why why would you have to improve and Amanda Palmer I think she gets from she gets from a lot more sources you know she she's it's like Bertolt Brecht, you know, there's a lot of weird influence with her. So I give her credit in that she has, uh, you know, a lot more universality to what she does. And it also sounds more complex. But Billy Eilish, Eilish, whatever.
1: I I believe it's pronounced Eilish. Eilish, okay.
0: That's that's the third pronunciation we've had so far this episode.
1: I I believe it's pronounced... um, Eilish. Apple.
0: It's pronounced Leifeld.
1: Liefeld. <laughs> oh yeah, you got. Well, no, no, no. Before I, I, gotta jump in here. Before we start recording, you said I'm gonna reference Rob Liefeld in this. Yeah. You haven't gotten to that. No, what I, is the connection? I, I thought between Billie Eilish and Rob Liefeld. No, it's
0: it's, it's Maybe maybe that's part of this too. Is is uh, like Rob Liefeld is this comic book artist that you know came came of age. He was a gigantic success in like 1990, 1991. Made a ton of money. Was in a Levi's jeans commercial, as as some people may know. Never improved. He's got a very uh, sort of hackneyed, uh, non anatomical correct drawing style poor storytelling bad fundamentals
1: he can't draw feet you can't draw problem.
0: anything. He can't draw eyes, heads, noses, yeah, he can't, anything. Can't draw. No, you can't draw. He can't draw shit. But it's like the guy became a millionaire yeah. for doing something that was uh, half-assed. And the thing is, he's always had fans since the beginning who've, who've just championed him and have stood up for him. They've they've stand for him at every single uh, moment. And so the thing is, it's like w- like why should he change if everyone he, everything he's doing right now made him a million dollars twenty five years ago? You have crossed the finish line. You've you've but won
1: because there's because there's more to life than money. I
0: think that the idea that money is a stand-in for success. I mean, it it is success, but it's a a stand-in for all sorts of success because it's a marker that you've crossed over the line. Again, it's not just the fact that I'm rich now. It's the idea that I the why you're rich. It's like you're rich because you won. And and I'll give you another example. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is a guy who's arrested in the year 1997. You know, Kevin Smith has not had to increase his uh, game. He's not had to up anything. He can keep doing the same fucking act, thrashing it out, and all these people will just show up for him because he wrote Clerks too, because he wrote fucking Chasing Amy which I did like it's just that I grew up past that and Kevin Smith didn't
1: because he he is not in search of artistic fulfillment no, but, it, but some people are at one point I like to think I would be if I had the luxury of you know doing whatever the fuck I at would. one point you
0: know Billy Googlish uh, may in fact be um, she may get into that position where she is looking for something more credible or she could say you know what no matter what I do or whatever move I make is the right move because people are going to be into it regardless and it's like that you know we come back on the jealousy thing i'm jealous of anyone who could just sort of flick their wrist and millions of people just topple over in in ecstasy they fall to the ground they swoon and it's like that's a sort of power i mean she may she may be a cliche like her whole her whole professional comportment and the lyrics and stuff may be a cliche but i'm sure she's aware of how much power she wields i mean that has got to be something she's aware of right now just because it's so the dominance is is so evident
1: but some people get it from expanding their artistic boundaries some do i don't know if Billie eilish's fan base i mean that's that's the difference with fiona apple i think fiona apple i haven't kept that much up with her career but she's trying new stuff and she's not you know the hot. she's not on the cover of rolling stone anymore from what i could tell she has a career i know some really intelligent people who are big fans sure
0: i mean she's also she's so 52 you know she, she's grown up
1: <laughs> yeah okay but rob livell literally has to be 52 i think he's
0: 54 point, right? yeah and he has not grown okay. up.
1: okay yeah. And he has not grown up. So, you know, by that token, you don't have to grow up just because you're 52 or 54. Fiona Apple grew up. Rob Liefeld didn't. Billy Eilish, you know, too soon to, too soon to tell. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out, right? As
0: a corollary, I don't think Rob Liefeld accrued new fans. I think Rob Liefeld has all the same fans he made in 91. And so they're going to die and his fan base is going to fall they're away. Gonna he, die. He, he will not have regenerated his fan base. A lot like Star Trek, a lot like uh, Thoroughbred horse racing, a lot like scuba diving. You're not making new people coming in the background. You're just preserving the ones you already have.
1: I think Star Trek does make new fans, but that's another story.
0: All all right, so, okay. Noah, where <laughs> on the felonian scale does uh, Billy Garglish fall?
1: I'm putting her above Lana Del Rey. Okay. You know, of, of all our past topics, we certainly referenced her the most. And uh, I put her above Lana Del Rey for several reasons. One... I believe her act more. Two, I have less direct evidence that she completely remade herself. Well, I guess that's the same thing. I believe her act. I think it's an honest act. And three, I find her music... I don't find her music interesting. I find those new songs, as I said, like Sound Pastiches and Ocean Eyes is more of a song with a nice melody, but it's a very cliche melody. I guess it just boiled one, two, whatever. Sorry, it's just one. I believe her act more. I think she's, she's bullshitting us a little less. So she is above Lana Del Rey. She's below. Uh, she's about Shawn Mendes, I guess. It put her on par with Shawn Mendes. How about that? Have we looked at any other female singer-songwriters um, worth mentioning? No, I, I can't think, I think of any. I think that right
0: you've. Um, I think that you're pretty. Her.
1: No, you. Lana Del Rey. Yeah, no, you got it. Oh, that
0: woman, Greta Van Fleet, we talked about. That woman, Greta. Van Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> That woman, Troye Sivan. Huh? No, okay, well, how about this? Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go stay with me here for a minute. I'm I'm gonna yeah. rank her uh, around Adam Levine. They okay. uh, not that they're similar to one another superficially, but I think that they're with you know Adam Levine has has his sort of shit eating slick pop guy thing, you know, with his little skinny frame and the shirtlessness and the tattoos and that sort of like you know bad boy type effect I think it's just as contrived and engineered uh, in, in one respect and it's also completely cliched it's it's totally you know it's bankrupt inside and yet on the other hand it's like it's obvious that the guy's voice has some sort of, you know, there's some character to it. He could make great art or music
1: in in the rock and roll idiom. I, I, I got to tell you, I think Adam Levine's voice is better than Billy. I think we have no idea what Billie Eilish's voice is. That's true. Because I think she's barely singing and it's probably auto-tuned you know, within a centimeter of its life. My, my I think hun- we, we don't know. what Bi- Billie Eilish could sound like Frank Sinatra for all we know. Billie Eilish could sound like fucking Kermit the Frog. We have no way of knowing. My myself. hunch is just based on the
0: songs. I like the sound of her voice. I thought it was pretty, and I think it's, being, right. I think it's being held back. I think it's sort of—
1: I, I will say, I'm going to reference my friend Dana Hassan, who I referenced on the show before. I saw her last night, and I mentioned we talked about Billie Uh, Eilish and she's not she's not the teenager you know she's around our age and she said oh I love her voice
0: I think that her voice is chained to a radiator. I think that it is being governed. I think it's being <laughs> repressed. I think, you know, it's in service of the image, which is preventing it from really doing some, um, you know, like, it, it, like we haven't talked about Lord on this show, but Lord had a very no. sleepy, soporific, somnambulant tone. But it's like, if you ever heard, yeah,
1: fucking, I guess I didn't think of that. Lord is a good, if character. you
0: ever heard Lauren in, Lord in concert, f- she could fucking belt. Like, could she actually have a voice, but yeah. you, you would not pick it up from Royals? How sleepy those songs sound. And it's like, because it was in the service of an image and it's like I think Billie Eilish is kind of like that too I think there's something there she just hasn't taken it out on the street and see you know, how fast you can get it up on, the, on a highway all right hey are we done with oh this person oh my god now? we are finished <laughs> all right everybody if you'd like to find past episodes of our show look on iTunes SoundCloud Google Play and Stitcher tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show write to us Noah and Bill don't get it at gmail.com Give us a review on iTunes, goddamn it. Uh, I am on Twitter, at William Scurry. I'm always on Twitter. I've always been on Twitter. I've always been the caretaker at the Overlook Hotel, sir. <laughs> uh, my video work is on youtube uh, at youtube.com slash am and i'm starting to roll out episodes of my vi- my 10 episode video essay series i put the first one out last week about jim cameron's the abyss uh which was nice. which was pegged to the live stream i did with uh wrong reels james hancock uh guest of the show uh in the past so anyway, you'll find more stuff there noah Tarno will tell you where you can find him
1: uh i'm all about the big quiz thing big dot com corporate and private trivia events coast to coast uh we're also on twitter and instagram facebook linkedin uh yeah i have that's my news man i'm working hard and you're headed on a big trip uh, next week uh, we're going to be together we're going to be recording an episode together yeah people week, right? people love Is that, that shit
0: yeah we may we may work at a guest what, what, we may not i don't know i have to figure it out
1: uh, we don't really have a topic yet uh, we, we, we never have a topic it's okay um, yeah, because I'm headed to New- I'm headed to L.A., then New York, then Winnipeg. And
0: then warm and uh, sunny Winnipeg, which is known as the Palm Springs of Canada.
1: The pa- those Palm Springs of southern Manitoba. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's May. It's nice in May. I, I guess. I don't know. All over ha- uh, Habitable Canada. The, the, the greater uh, Manitoba so yeah, area. So, uh, yeah, Saskatchewan included. <laughs> uh, yeah, bigquizthing.com. That's me, my friends.
0: All right everybody so we're going to listen to some Billie Eilish and uh, probably fall asleep within seconds
1: because it has the same effect as okay. ASMR. See you next time. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2019.